Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast, connecting you to the leading minds in home improvement to discuss all things marketing and leadership. And now, your host, Kyle Powers. Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Powers. I'm very excited for today's guest. He has spent a long time in the home improvement business, starting out as a salesman, moving on to sales management, and then into sales consulting. And in 2009, he took a leap of faith and started his own home improvement company. The topics we are going to discuss today are very near and dear to my heart as I was able to be a part of most of them along with him. I would like to welcome to the show my friend, a mentor of mine, and the owner of Tunderland Home Improvements, Brian Gottlieb. Hello, Brian. Hey, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? Doing terrific. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Hey, uh, really excited to have you on the show today to talk about something that, frankly, I was a part of, uh, you know, the rise of your business, Tunderland and what it's come to be, and, I, and I'm very proud of that fact. And so I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while to talk about something that I think you've done, you know, very, very well, which is, you know, culture. We always get the question, hey, you know, how do you create culture? And I think you've done a, an awesome job at, at creating a really great culture. But on top of that, what that means for actual marketing, lead generation, you know, owning your marketplace, and then even tying that into your success through the pandemic here and, and how that's helped you out. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. Excited to have you. Yeah, looking forward to it. Great topic, by the way. Super important topic. Absolutely. So for the listeners uh, that may not know who you are, maybe a little background on yourself in the industry as well as, yep. you know, kind of the start of Tunderland and how that started. Sure. So, you know, like a lot of people listening to this podcast right now, you know, I started the business, it was just me and the company, but you know, even prior to me starting this business, I used to be a sales guy for other home improvement companies and worked my way up to sales management. And I kind of just got tired of, uh, of building other people's businesses, and I, I wanted to build my own business. Uh, however, I didn't have the money to build this monster business. I, so I started this business in uh, 2009 in the back of a friend's warehouse on a plastic folding table with $3,000 in cash. Now, you know, you might say, well, you know, 2009 probably wasn't the best year to start a business. In hindsight, it was a great year to start a business because what it did is it, it gave the business certain disciplines that have carried with us today. And, and you know, that $3,000, it needed to work because there, there weren't, there wasn't a whole lot more money beyond that to make things happen. And, and it's, it's amazing to think of today, we have 275 employees and, and it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, absolutely. And in, especially in 2009 with the financial crisis, I mean, the first product that you started with was sunrooms, correct? Yeah, the, the first product were sunrooms. And I remember first sale I made and it was it took a little while to get that first sale. And I'm sitting at this fellow's kitchen table uh, trying to sell him a sunroom. And I'm thinking to myself, if this guy buys a sunroom, I'm going to stay in business. And if he doesn't, I'm probably not. <laughs> you, know, you, just kinda, you just never know the things that make differences. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so from there, starting, uh, you know, on the folding table, I mean, I can just even remember back to some of the stories, uh, you know, the first home show and and maybe misplacing some leads driving down the highway and, and having to scramble to get them and stuff. And so I think for the listeners, you know, going back to, you know, a business that started in, in this dream that you had, this vision that you saw that 
uh, really attracted me to come, you know, work for you, uh, as, as well as many others, because uh, you saw this grand vision of what Tunderland could become. Uh, and you came out uh, very early on when I started working for you about uh, six and a half years ago, this philosophy of do well and do good. And that really is your guys' motto. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's the, the mission statement of the business is to do well and do good. And what that means is, you know, it's, it's our belief that, that, you know, a business's responsibility is, is to make a decent profit decently. So, and I think, and you do that by, by how do you take great care of, of your employees, of your customers, and of your community. And when you do, I think, all those things together, then, then the people that are part of the journey, the, 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 the team members inside of Tundraland, it becomes more than just a job. It becomes, it becomes a journey that's, that's really memorable. And, uh, you know, the employees absolutely got to be, you know, and get to be continuously a part of, you know, some things that turned into really big, you know, cause marketing type programs, uh, things like uh, Bath for the Brave. Uh, could you explain what Bath for the Brave yeah. is? Yeah, so we we learned early on because our business is consists of uh, replacement windows. Uh, we we do decks, we do walk-in tubs, and and a whole lot of bathroom modeling. And you know, early on, we started seeing that um, that that the people that that need a bathroom, and there's some really there are really sad stories out there where where people that are that are simply afraid to take a bath or a shower in their own home. And and we saw many veterans where they they've served our country proudly. And they wake up every day afraid to go in their own bathroom. And, you know, we as an organization found that simply unacceptable. And a lot of people just simply don't have the money to make their bathroom safe. And people deserve to, to have the dignity of having a, to care for themselves in, in their own bathroom. So we, we started early on uh, to, to say, how do, how do we really make a difference here? Uh, the first veteran that we, that we did a free bath for, his name was Mike Alstein. And he was a, uh, he was a Iraqi war veteran who did, two tours in Iraq, came home from Iraq and was diagnosed with MS. And like in a moment, he found himself in a wheelchair. So we heard about his story and working with his mom, we actually had him uh, enter a fake sweepstakes for a tour of Lambeau Field. And since it was a fake sweepstakes, surprise, he won. So he, he won a, uh, a trip to Lambeau Field and he left his home around 11 a.m. and took a tour of Lambeau Field. And then uh, in the evening, we took him out to a gambler's game, which is a hockey game here in Green Bay. And he had a big room there with friends waiting for him. He had a great time. And we wheeled him out on the ice to uh, thank him for his service. And we pointed to the jumbotron that uh, showed him that when, when he left his home at 11 a.m., our guys went into his home. They snuck into his home. And we totally crashed his bathroom and created a handicapped accessible bath for him. And, and you know, it was just, it was just something that, that everybody inside of our organization connected with. And we knew that this is something that, that we can truly make as part of our business and, and part of a point of differentiation that, uh, that can actually really, really help develop the culture of the business. Really and, cool. and so that was one of the very first, you know, early ones that, that you did just by yourself uh, as, as a company and a team. And could you maybe explain what Bass for the Brave has turned into now today, uh, a handful of years down the road? Yeah, yeah, super cool. You know, what's amazing is there are so many like-minded uh, companies out there that that know that you know we, a lot of us we we know how to do well is we know how to work with our hands and and there are plenty of companies that want to make a difference with the things that they do well like working with their hands so we we, we put this out to uh, some friends of mine across the 
across the country, many of those who you work with, Kyle, you know, some really big companies, like-minded companies, and we said, how do we do something really, really big? So what we did is we formulated this program called Bass for the Brave, and what it is is that uh, just in time for Veterans Day, uh, we, what we do is we surprise a veteran with a free bath project. We crash a veteran's bathroom. But we don't just do it here in Wisconsin. Uh, last uh, last year, just in time for Veterans Day, it actually took place in 14 different states. So different companies, we all participate in Baths for the Brave. And the same time, the same day, everybody crashes a veteran's bath all at the same time. And the media shows up, uh, the, the community shows up. We it's just been it's been we've had the fire department showing up, we've had the police department showing up. It's it just turns into a real community event and it's something that everybody's really proud of. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, for the listeners, uh, you know, really hearing that story is uh, you don't have to have this big, great, you know, grand scheme to get started. It can just start with very simply, you know, a one-off small little thing. And over the years, you can grow it or, or even keep it small. And and I want to talk about uh, on those parts of that, Brian, at, at what that does, uh, you know, for the culture of the team and the team members and, and how they get a part of that. Uh, but also, you know, there was a few other programs that you have done along those lines, uh, like Windows for a Cause. Uh, and so I'd like to talk about right. that one first a little bit, just so they can get an idea of, you know, a couple of the different programs that really, uh, I mean, to be a team member and to be part of those, to be around the community and, and be involved in these things like I was, uh, man, I mean, it just made me proud to to want to go to work and to be part of that um, and so maybe talk about Windows for a Cause, you know, kind of how that started and, and what it ended up uh, morphing into. Yeah, sure, sure will. So look, we, we do a lot of windows. We put a lot of windows in people's homes. And you can imagine how many, you know, when, you, when you go into somebody's home and you're putting in new windows, you're taking the old windows out and you're throwing them in the dumpster. And I would start to see our dumpster getting emptied like every day. And, and it was a shame because there's all these old window sashes that were just being thrown away. So, you know, we, we decided how, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we repurpose these old, uh, old window frames? So we started working with local artists, community members, uh, sports, uh, organizations, the Green Bay Packers and Milwaukee Brewers. And, and we had people turn old windows into beautiful pieces of art. And then, uh, once a year we would display all these art pieces and uh, do a giant silent auction and invite the whole community to it. And all the money raised, 100% of the money raised, would go to make a positive impact in the life of uh, another individual. As you remember, Kyle, the very first year we did this, uh, the uh, recipient was uh, a, a fellow that has been a Vietnam-era a Vietnam war veteran who was stuck in a wheelchair for over 40 years. We raised enough money for, from Windows for a Cause to get him a custom wheelchair that stands up. And this guy can stand up for the first time in 40 years off of windows that would normally go in the trash. And, and I, I know you remember oh, yeah. that, that, that day as well as anybody. It was, it's, it was an amazing experience. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was really amazing. I mean, just, uh, I mean, the amount of tears too later on, you know, what these programs sure. do of, of tying the community together and the multiple news stories that they generate. And, you know, I can remember the interview for him where he said, you know, for the first time in, you know, that 40 years he was able to come up to his wife's, you know, level and look his wife in the eyes, uh, instead of her coming down. So that was, you know, that was pretty cool, uh, to be a part of that. And then, um, I, I mean, we sent some kids, uh, on their make a wish trips. Uh, you've done quite a right. few of those with windows for a cause. Um, and what I always liked most about those is that 
it, it wasn't necessarily even just the team. I mean, of course, most of the team got involved with it, whether it was sales, marketing, production, you know, office staff, anything like that. They all got involved. But the amount of community members that would get involved, I mean, you know, all the news stations did it. Our affiliates that you had at the time with the professional sports teams in the area that, you know, painted windows and, you know, even, you know, professional sports athletes coming in, you know, your showroom to paint windows uh, with that uh, little Delilah. I remember her, uh, you know, her make a wish <laughs> And getting, you know, uh, the windows painted with the Packer players and stuff like that. I mean, it was, you know, a really, really, really cool thing that not only the whole company, but the community gets behind um, in, you know, what that does for you as a brand. Uh, I mean, you really can't go anywhere in your marketplace without a person at least knowing who you are. Right. Well, it's really cool. And I think also customers like to know, they like to know that they're doing business with a company that, that actually gives back to their community. I think it's really important. Look, we go into a home and we can explain to Mr. and Mrs. Jones that, hey, when we pull out your windows from your home, we're not going to just simply throw them away. They're actually going to make a positive impact uh, in somebody's life. And I think people really like that. And, and it's, it's also the right thing to do. And, and that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for the listeners, if uh, you go on YouTube, you can search Tunderland. There's some videos on there. There's, there's a company story video that we did early on when I was there that I think really hits on a lot of those points uh, about, you know, what you mean in the community and, and what the workers and the culture that you created, uh, you know, really is. So again, very, you know, happy to be a part of uh, you know, your company in the past there and, and those type of things that we did. So, okay. So moving on from those two types of cause marketing and kind of the culture they create, what does that mean, you know, for your team members, uh, you know, one for, you know, hiring new team members, uh, but two for, you yeah. know, longevity and, and keeping people, you know, happy. Cause as, as I always say, if you wake up every day, miserable to go to your job, you know, what are you doing? You, you got to change something. And, sure. and, uh, I, I know so many people that wake up every day and, and say they get to go to work when they come to work with you. Right. I think that the, the idea of, of culture as a point of differentiation. And when we say culture, we're talking about, you know, how do we prove our culture and our culture, you know, and our, how do we prove our mission statement of do well and do good? People want to feel like they're making, people want to be connected to the why of a business and they want to know that they're working for, for, for an organization that, that, that does well. And I, so, so what it does, number one, for retention, people really want to be a part of a journey like this because they realize we're not just, it's not transactional. It's not, let me sell you a window. Let me sell you a bathroom. Let me get paid. It's wow, you know, we can together, we can accomplish, you know, one plus one can equal five. It doesn't have to equal two. And that's where I think the, that's where, and, and I also believe that there's, there's a, a lot to be said for being more than just a home improvement company, but instead to be a brand that's woven into the fabric of a community. And because when you do that, all of your marketing works a whole lot better. Yeah, and the ability to be able to market in a lot of places that traditionally wouldn't have, for instance, like a face-to-face -face marketer, simply because of that kind of charitable arm of the of the business, which we all kind of called uh, Tunderland Cares. Um, I mean, that really opened up the door a, a, a lot for you to be in a lot of places that traditionally wouldn't allow, you know, home improvement companies or any type of, you know, marketers, you know, like we would have. Right. You, you, you certainly were, were, were quite instrumental in helping us grow our business significantly. Uh, and by getting into places that, uh, that, to your point, would normally not let a home improvement company in there. But because we do so much good in the community, we can then come in as a sponsor. And before you know it, you know, 
once again, you're you're really you're really part of of the community, and and that's that's a big deal. Absolutely. And so when that comes back, then you know, going on uh, uh, of hiring somebody, because a lot of times you know the positions that you're hiring for, you know, especially on the front end of the business, marketing, you know, call center, sales, you know, a lot of times the people that are coming into those roles and interviewing for them, it's their first time ever doing something like that. Um, and so to be able to have these type of cultures and that company story to really make someone feel, okay, you know, I'm going to go to work for, you know, a hundred percent commission or the bulk of my pay is going to be bonus based, you know, it, it really, and as, as being a, a manager and a leader in your business, it, it just helped me tremendously be able to, you know, onboard new hires and things like that because they, they, you know, like you said, they got behind it and believed that it was something more than just a paycheck and just a transactional, you know, relationship there uh, with that. So uh, one other thing, you know, because of all of that and the culture, you know, that you brought, uh, you know, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. I saw recently on social media that you won your not first, not second, not third, but fourth year in the row, best place to work in Wisconsin award. Yeah, number one best place in Wisconsin to work. Isn't that, that amazing? Is absolutely amazing. So again, not one, not twice, but four years in a row. And I, you know, for a story to tell people, you know, the biggest question I get asked at just about any conference I speak at uh, or go to or you know, working with clients is, hey, how do you recruit people? Well, how about create a business where people want to come? And I, and I think you, I think you've done a, a, you know, a great job at doing that. And everyone's got their own little niche, you know, how they do that or try to do that. But to really think, you know, grand scale and, and, and really keep moving and up leveling. And as you get those better people, they can help you keep, you know, growing that business and everything. Uh, so let's kind of tie that back now. So you, you're able to get sure. great talent because you got a great place to work. And so when you get the great talent, that means obviously they should, work better uh, than the average person. So what does that kind of mean for you lead generation wise, uh, you know, through the years and more importantly, tying it up, what did that culture and that business that you created mean for you during the last, you know, five or six months of this, you know, pandemic? Yeah. yeah. I think that if you think about, let's say you're, you're taking a walk around the block and, you know, you're going for a walk and you walk by your neighbor's house and all of a sudden there's a dog in the front yard that starts barking. Woof, woof, woof scares the heck out of you the first time that dog barks at you. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know they had a dog. And maybe the second day it barks again and it scares you again. But, you know, after a while, if that dog keeps barking at you, before you know it, it's like, well, there's the barking dog and you don't even pay attention to it. And and basic marketing, direct response marketing, hey, we have a big, the biggest sale of the year, the, we have the best sale of the year right now. That's like a lot of barking. And after a while, people don't hear the barking. And what cause marketing does is it creates conversation in between the barking. And I'm not saying you don't do you don't advertise with specials and discounts. I'm a big believer in it, but I think you also have to balance it with having conversations with the community because what it does is it helps the barking work a whole lot better. And that's where the, the both of them work together. Again, people people have choices. People make decisions. They you know about what where they want to spend their money. And 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 I think that that people want to spend their money with companies that. That, that, that they want to do business with that because they like them because they trust them because, Oh my gosh, they do good stuff. And that's a company that we want to do business with. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. 
what are maybe some uh, other points that you might have for uh, maybe some of the listeners that have, you know, very small company, maybe just a, you know, a couple marketers uh, and they're looking at maybe getting into doing some, you know, cause marketing or, or tying themselves into the community. You know, what might you recommend to them as just some kind of first you know steps to take? Right. You, you know, unfortunately, there's no there's no lack of need in any community across the country uh, with people that really need the products and services that we offer. And I think you can start you can start small. You can just simply start by by doing by, by doing a free project for somebody or doing a significantly discounted project for somebody. And and, you know, but not just keeping it sheltered to yourself. You know, don't be afraid to talk about it. You know, we're not afraid to talk about it publicly, not not for the praise but we believe it's a way to change the conversation on how a home improvement company can truly interact uh, with the community. So I think you can you can start really easy and really small and 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 grow from there. But as, and as you and 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 by the way, don't be afraid to talk to new hires about it because you know for me, if we're hiring somebody new, they have to they have to get jazzed up about this kind of stuff, or they're probably not a good culture fit. Because if, if you say, what is our true point of differentiation? Products come and go in every single business out there. Uh, culture, culture can truly be a point of differentiation. We have a saying in our in our business that you know if you want to copy our performance, you first have to copy what goes on inside of our people's heads, and, and that's culture. And and so how do you you know there are plenty of companies out there, and you know a lot of people think they have a culture, a good culture. I think it's important to think about how do you inspect your culture, and the way to inspect a culture is first of all. You know, how do you hire people? How do you fire people? How do you promote people? And how do you compensate people? Because when you start looking at hiring, firing, uh, promotions, and compensation, that kind of tells you what the culture is. And, and and I think if you do those things honorably, then then people are going to want to follow you, and that's going to be a great business. Absolutely, and I, I think one of the you know the coolest things. Uh, that I didn't necessarily get when I when I first worked for you, and I, I definitely got it, you know, through the years, and, and and really embraced it was, you know, especially when we started getting towards you know 150 plus, uh, you know, employees, a lot of different people, uh, is necessarily the position they were hired for wasn't necessarily a good fit for a lot of people, and so instead of just you know coaching them out. And, and getting rid of them, it was really having those types of conversations of, well, what might be a good fit for them? Uh, and the multiple stories right. of people that uh, now hold, you know, almost executive level positions in your company that maybe at a lot of companies may have not have made it past their first role because it wasn't the one best suited for them. Uh, but really giving people the opportunity uh, to find that seat on the bus and, and really shine uh, you know, it was just awesome to see the multiple stories of people that have just kind of, you know, wiggled through the organization and the different roles, eventually getting in the one that they really shined in. And, and I think that's truly what's made Tunderland is, is really giving the people the ability to be, you know, who they want to be and not fit this certain role and grab a hold of that do well, do good attitude, you know, all encompassing that, um, to, you know, really create, uh, a fantastic company, uh, a fantastic sales team, and a, a marketing team, you know, that's really, you know, second to none. So, well, and Kyle, by the way, that's one, that's one of the things that really, that, that you were, that you, if I think about what is Kyle, you know, you know, the best in the universe at, it's truly developing people. It's, 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 it's also understanding, you know, how, how to, how to get the best out of people. I mean, you, you, you were so freaking terrific at it. You still are today uh, that, um, you know, it's, it's a big deal. And you, and you too, 
realize that maybe they're not in the right seat on the bus, but we want them on the bus. We just got to figure out what the right seat is. Really important. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, and so kind of getting uh, towards the end of the show here, but I, I want to finish up before we get into the last segment of uh, Power's Powerful Points is is really talking uh, what that's meant, you know, through this pandemic uh, era where a lot of, you know, companies have either closed down or have, you know, very hindered, you know, on operations uh, while others are doing really good. But uh, from what I understand, you, you guys are doing fantastic through it. Um, and, and what does that kind of look like for you guys with the, you know, the culture that you created? Yeah. Right. Clearly when, you know, early March, we, nobody knew where the bottom of this was going to be when, when COVID first hit and home shows were closing down and, and Sam's clubs and all, all the typical face-to-face marketing that we would do that represented a large part of our business that time of the year. But, you know, because we have such an amazing team, I mean, I'm so proud of our team that, you know, we were able to, to, start working remotely really quickly, working together as a team. And, and, you know, everybody, people really rolled up their sleeves and because they knew it wasn't just about selling windows and baths. It was about, you know, how do we continue to, to, to be relevant and, and stay together as a team and, and, and support each other. And that means, that means, you know, having, having honest dialogues, being, being available to people, being a good communicator. And I think from a customer aspect, I, I think early on, I think even today it's true. I don't think customers want to have 10 companies coming into their home to give them an estimate. Uh, they, they want one company that they trust. And that's where, and that's where all that, uh, all that equity we built up from cause marketing over the years has really, really paid off, uh, you know, significantly in, in a, uh, in what we can call now a post COVID world. So it's, it's really come back in, in, in a big way. It's been terrific. I'm super proud of our team. They, they, they continue, they continue to surprise me. And I, I'm just really proud. Yeah, I mean, and the ability for, you know, face-to-face marketers uh, to to switch to calling from their house when they've never been on a phone before, because at that time, that's all that was available. You, you know, everything was shut down, uh, you know, to then coming back and, and getting started back into, you know, a hybrid role of face-to-face marketing, somewhat canvassing, somewhat, you know, uh, the few little events in retail that there may be. Uh, as I as I still talk to some of the leaders and just the shifts that they made to continue to you know provide, you know that do uh, do good do well you know atmosphere and um, you know generate leads that have turned into sales and from all accounts this should definitely be one of your best years so um, you know yeah yeah no doubt no doubt yeah. here that's been a fun ride so uh, yeah coming to the last point then Brian uh, powers powerful point what powerful point do you have for the listeners today. Sure. So if you're, if you're listening to this, you're obviously involved in a business and, you know, maybe you're the one that's responsible for building the business. And if you think about building a business, I want you to think about like you're, you're, you're building a ship and you want to build a giant ship. You want to build a giant ship to sail across the mighty ocean. Don't just simply hire people and teach them how to swing a hammer. The first thing is you want to get people to yearn for the open sea. And the more people yearn for the open sea, the more empowered they are to build a more magnificent ship than you could ever imagine. By tapping into the creative spirit of other individuals around you and getting the best of, of people, it, it's, it becomes more rewarding for everyone. And I think, I think at the end of the day, it's about igniting the heart and the spirit of individuals. And we do that. You, really, that's how you create a limitless business. Absolutely. And that's a fantastic point. 
Thank you so much, Brian, for being on the show today. And I, I look forward to, uh, you know, bringing you on a future episode. There's so many different things in my, uh, you know, five years that I was with you that, uh, you know, we could talk about and, and get really good information on. So again, thanks so much. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you too, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. For a free consultation on how Tony Hody Training and Consulting can assist with your home remodeling business, please visit TonyHody.com. That's T-O-N-Y-H-O-T-Y.com. Thank you for listening.